Hello, Chris Evans here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's podcast of the best of the breakfast show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Coming up, Russell Howard, the brilliant Russell Howard, talking about his brand new Sky original series, Home Time, broadcasting from his childhood bedroom twice a week during lockdown on Sky One. Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick discuss Trolls 2, the world tour, and its incredible selection of music. Nish Kumar tells us about recording the MASH report from his living room. Gok Wan chats about season two of Say Yes to the Dress Lancashire, plus super chef James Martin, the magnificent magician Dynamo, all that and more on the way. But Vassos, who's first? Our next guest is going on the telly twice a week from his childhood bedroom. The Sky original show Home Time started last night featuring Greg Davies, James Bay and a postman. The person behind it has to be the really hilarious Russell Howard. Good morning, Russell. Hello. Well done. Uh, you got your very own Wayne's World going on. How was it for you, <laughs> uh, episode number one? Well, it was great fun because basically Sky asked me to do a show and I insisted on not being paid for it. So the money goes to the Trustful Trust and the NHS Together charity. Um, so it's like a great big benefit gig. So it's me <laughs> telling jokes. Greg Davies came on, me and him had a chat. James Bay sang a song, which was fantastic. And we had a chat with a key worker. So the idea is every Tuesday and Thursday to make this really lovely, warm bath that you can just dip into, have 23 minutes of kind of laughter and respite. Hopefully it makes the world a little bit easier. My wife's a doctor, so she is on the front line. Um, so I kind of feel a real duty to at least make two shows that she can watch when she comes home. Now, because because of its uh, gentler ethos, um, it's not mm-hmm. it's not as potty mouth, right? So my kids can watch this, and it's well, a, I know yeah. I know it's a bit, but it's not as much as the full on stu- you know the full on f bomb studio show version, is it? Really, it's not yeah, not well, quite quite there, is it? Well, I think it, it depends who you, like. It, it's more looking at the ridiculous nature of the world, you know, like the reaction to it, like. like Trump still will get a bit of a pounding. For it. <laughs> but just talking about the fact that his uh, press comments is really popular or uh, the fact that, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow was recommending her favourite sex toys. That's hilarious in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> no, I know that. I, but I still think I like See, I like it. Now, what have you discovered about yourself and about what you do for a living? You know, mm. uh, go, going back to I mean, not going back to this is, you know, this is a, a brand new revelation because you don't really nobody does this. You know, it, it happened on Wayne's World. I can't remember it happening anywhere else. People making shows in their lofts, yeah. in their bedrooms, in their attics. You don't even make pilots for TV shows like this, do you? No, no. What do you know? The corny thing is you sort of discover your this sounds very lofty, but you discover your point or your purpose. Yeah. Like my wife, my wife was meant to be having six months off to travel with me. We were going on a world tour. And then when this happened, she volunteered to go back to work. Wow. Um, Yeah. So uh, because that's her purpose, that's her that's her job. It's it's more than an occupation. If you're a nurse or a doctor or, you know, it's in your bones. And in a completely pointless way, so is being a comedian, that your first thoughts <laughs> when good things or terrible things are happening are to write about them, to joke about them and yeah. to try and connect with people. And it's difficult because there isn't an audience there to to, you know, to experience it together. Yeah. But it's not a bad second to express what you're feeling. And hopefully people at home can relate because these are both confusing, heartbreaking um, scary and warming times. How, how's, how's your wife's experience on the front line of, of COVID-19? What, what, is, what can you tell us that you want to tell us about her experience? Just that um, she's, you know, they're just all so... I'm immensely proud of her. It, it's difficult to, uh, yeah, to start, really. It's just she, she volunteered to go back to work. It's what she does, and she couldn't not. And I think that goes for, you know, the thousands of people in the... Um, in, in uh, healthcare in this country, it's kind of a, it's amazing because I'm you know so close to I've been banging on about the NHS as has Nish Kumar for quite a long time, and it this gratitude is so long overdue because anybody that's been in and out of hospital or seen a loved one in hospital, the the expertise, the empathy, the care, the love that shines out of these people is extraordinary and. I live in a strange world, the world of entertainment, where people are called legends and geniuses and heroes all the time. And yet I kind of, you know, I happen to be married to one. 
So I'm kind of, you know, yeah, immensely proud of her. And at the same time, it's it's also terrifying. It's, it, it must have felt like how mothers must have felt just before the Second World War when you kind of wave your young son off. You know, it's it's that kind of feeling. You know. Yeah, and it's so that. It's, it's, it's a diff, it's a you know it's a difficult one to. But it's and it's but also she doesn't want any. Um, you know, undue praise. She wants to do her job. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know what I mean. She doesn't want to be recognised for yeah, it. Yeah, I know, just... I know, I know. And they they perceive it as undue praise. And of course, it's entirely due. Russ, we've got to wrap up because we're being told uh, you've got to do other stuff, which is very important. Because I want as many people uh, to watch your show as possible. And if that means you appearing on other stations, then that's that's <laughs> going to have to be right. fine by me. Uh, Russell, okay. thank you very much and well done. Congratulations. Thanks, You're very welcome. Uh, this show okay, is amazing. Man. Home time episode two of nine is next Tuesday. It's twice a week. He's doing it for free, but he's still being paid for that and the money and. and and by the way, he doesn't come cheap and all that money is going to where it needs to go to NHS um, charities together. But if you didn't see episode one, it's a great watch. It's Russell Howard's home time. And it's it is he, and he's gone now. It is work of genius because he is a genius. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. From the baked potato song to the mash report for satire, analysis and now sitting rooms. They ditched the studios <laughs> for Series 4, which continues tonight on BBC Two with the fabulous and freshly shaved Nish Kumar. Hey, good morning, Nish. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, everyone. How are you? We're very well, thank you. How are you and your loved ones? Yeah, we're all we're all good. Yes, we're all everybody's okay. I mean, it's um, we. I think we're we're some of the lucky people. Where the worst thing happening to us is that we're all quite bored of each other. Yeah, and you've lost your beard. So tell us why the beard had to go. <laughs> the beard went. Uh, I'd love to say it was a definitive sort of facial artistic choice, but actually, what happened is I'm 34 years old and I still don't know how to trim my beard. Yeah. And I, I thought my beard had got quite long because if I'm not on television, if no one's paying me, I have no reason to take <laughs> care of my physical appearance, basically. So uh, as we were ramping up for the new series of The Mass Report, I thought, well, I'll give this a trim because about three days into quarantine, I look like Tom Hanks in Castaway. Yeah. Like I look like I'd been in quarantine for six years already. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I just tried to give it a trim and uh, I, I just c- I couldn't make the technology work. And, you know, it, it it all had to go. And I looked about 12 years old. Because I saw you last week and, um, you know, you did share an image of your of your unkempt beard uh, with us at the start of last week's uh, The Mash Report on BBC Two. And uh, I have to say, you did look... Very dodgy. When you say you couldn't make the technology work, that that would hold up as an excuse for um, NASA mission control trying to contact the, pa- the space station. But what do you mean you can't use a beard trimmer? I I I don't I don't I lack the kind of physical dexterity <laughs> to make the beard trimmer right. work around my face. Oh. I I listen. Yes. It, it was not my proudest moment, nor was it my most embarrassing. But okay. let's not go down that road. OK. Uh, I've got to say, I was talking to Russell Howard just uh, just a moment ago because uh, he's got a brand new show on, um, you know, in lockdown. It's twice a week on Sky and, and it's called uh, Russell Howard's Home Time. And I, I love Russell's show anyway, the Russell Howard Hour. I think it's brilliant. I love your show. But I'm loving, I'm loving the new Nish and Russell from home. It's more intimate. It works for me. It's, it, it, it's fun. I mean, it was absolutely terrifying. The first, the first show, you, it's, I've never felt closer when making television to feeling like I'm having some sort of emotional breakdown <laughs> because when you just sat in your room on your own yeah. with a full camera and lighting crew mm. it does start to feel a bit like I, is this real or have I had a breakdown? <laughs> well when you do your only monologue to camera you know, I'm thinking how's he doing this because I presume uh, in the studio either A you learn it but B you probably t- take it from autocue. Did I see a, a sort of miniature autocue under your camera when you, you, you cut to a wide shot? Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, we uh, the, uh, we we experimented with a miniature auto cue, but it doesn't really work. It doesn't really work properly. <laughs> so you sort of you sort of have to. You, I, I think when I say auto cue, I mean an app I downloaded on my iPad. No, no, but it, things like that work. They do work. They're quite basic, but they do work. Usually they work anyway. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it just it just isn't quite. The sight lights don't quite work. You know, normally the auto cue is sort of. Again, I don't really understand the technology. Through some sort of witchcraft, the auto cue is in the camera. So I'm looking into the camera and I'm seeing the the auto cue. But we just uh, we you know we tried it we tried it on an iPad. 
we, we tried sort of hiding bits of the script around the desk. So look, but it, it is just a question of me learning a chunk um, and, and just doing it down the camera. And then uh, all my sort of various mistakes are hidden by the magic of the edit. Yeah, I know, but it's still pretty naked and it's very, very impressive, I have to say. It reminded me, you know, and it reminds me, as does Russell's show, because there's no audience, because there's no laugh track, it reminds me of the revelation that was The Office, uh, when The Office yeah. just came out without a laugh track, without an audience, you know. And, and I, li I do like it because it leaves, leaves the gaps for us to do what we want in. We're not, we don't have to, it's not a laugh along, it's a think along, yeah. if you want. It's a drink along, to be honest, in my well, yeah. <laughs> But anyway. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I kind of w grew up watching shows. I mean, obviously, like, The Office was a massive one. I mean, for the, in terms of our show, things like the Chris Morris stuff, like the day-to-day -day yeah, for our yeah, side, yeah, yeah, yeah. were always done uh, without a studio audience. And, uh, I mean, I think, um, I, I mean, A, it would be, it would have been unbelievably irresponsible for us to even attempt something with an audience. It, 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 I mean, even before the actual lockdown was announced, our producer was already looking at it and thinking, this is going to be extremely irresponsible for us to have any sort of studio audience and irresponsible for us to have, uh, you know, the crew all together. You know, it's, it's a safety issue primarily. But also I do think in these kind of weird circumstances where everybody is sort of trapped in their homes, it does breed a kind of intimacy and it does, it, it does feel nicer to see people see people on telly in the same boat and I'm speaking of somebody watching people do this as much as anything else like I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Russell's show and the American talk shows have done something similar and I think it does give breed some vague sense of us all being in it together. Right, Nish, I'm going to talk to you all morning about this. We're running out of time, but and uh, and I'm quite nerdy, so it might be boring for everybody <laughs> else. But um, th there is talk about what companies are learning from people working at home and what individuals working for big companies are learning from working at home. You know, you don't have the commute. You don't have the cost of the square footage of the office space. You know, what are you learning about the potentiality for TV uh, in the situation now, as opposed to the studio or the panic or the wardrobe, you know, or the makeup artist? God bless them. You know, the audience ticketing. You don't need it, do you? Well, I think we're definitely learning that the, the, the format of the show and the format of a lot of TV shows are more malleable than we thought. And that there's a, a, there's a scope for television to be a bit lighter on its feet and be a bit more nimble just because the technology is so much better. It, you know, even than sort of four or five years ago when we started this, um, it, it wouldn't have been possible because, you know, like my internet at home is so much better and, uh, you know, our laptops are all so much better. It, the, the technology definitely facilitates TV to be a bit more nimble and light on its feet under these kind of circumstances. Um, but what I've learned more than anything else is that there is no person in the television show more important than hair and makeup. That is, <laughs> I thought you were going to say than the writers. That, that no. <laughs> There is no one more important oh than hair and makeup. We started at the beard and we're ending at the beard. <laughs> uh, well, well done, Nish. Uh, great work, pal. Well done. Well done. Thanks, Chris. Oh, awesome. Thank you very much. Awesome. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Selling millions of records, acting brilliantly, singing beautifully and writing eruditely. There is no bridge too far for our next guests. Their fantastic animated movie Trolls World Tour is out on Monday. And here to tell us more are two people that couldn't look less like trolls if they tried. It's the gorgeous Justin Timberlake <laughs> and Anna Kendrick. <laughs> that is oh. arguable, my friend. <laughs> right, so Poppy and Branch are back, back, back. Yeah. OK, and it's a lovely story. It is. Set the story up, please, if you don't mind. Um, so Poppy and Branch are back on an adventure. Um, Poppy's the queen now and branch uh is a little less grumpy than the first film but grumpy <laughs> enough that it's still there's a lot of comedic um fun to be had there um and they discover that they're not the only trolls in the universe and there are all these other kinds of trolls that look different and they're based around a genre of music like the country trolls or the funk trolls or the classical trolls or the techno trolls the rock trolls etc yeah helpfully there are six genres of trolls main genres main of musical, genres, yeah. uh, musical trolls uh, and they've each been gifted in the past a magic string from the ultimate guitar mm. and they, they, they all sort of treasure their each of their own strings in a sort of virtual vault in the theme of their their culture that's it yeah it? yeah uh, you, you really got it i really liked it nailed yeah. it but then the heavy rock dude dude s she's not happy about dude this s. okay <laughs> so, so what what is her quest what is her challenge well if you if you're able to obtain all the strings from each genre then the genre that you uh want to be uh will happen Okay. So 
you have uh, our Dudes. She's really the, fa- the Thanos of the uh, yeah. troll kingdom. Decides she wants to unite everyone in the way where she wants to steal all the strings and make everyone hard rock. Yeah, she's... Only one genre. And so Poppy and Branch basically go on a, a mission to... Save all the music so that everybody can have their okay, own. Okay, but they're playing catch-up the because Save she seems to have got to every genre or every troll musical world yeah. just before you two pitch up. And uh, and then the way they're going to dominate, she's not going to unite, she's going to dominate the mm. rest of the musical, troll musical world, is by getting these six strings together on this magic guitar, which makes it super magic, and then constructing the ultimate power chord, playing it once, and that should just be a, that should be apocalyptic enough to kill everybody else off. Mm-hmm. Well, that can, that can, to be clear... <laughs> <laughs> Not kill everybody else off. Is there another can't stop the feeling in the movie? Are you contractually obliged to write another amazing <laughs> breakout song? I, I try not to put that type of pressure on myself, but I think the whole soundtrack is... What was really cool about this one is we're dealing with so many different genres of music that we were able to cover and write originals in all of those themes. Rock... Uh, you know, funk. K-pop? And, uh, I didn't write any K-pop. But there's plenty uh, but of K-pop there in there. there is some K-pop and Is it there. reggaetony or a r- there's reggaetone? Reggaeton. <laughs> reggaeton. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. it is. I, I, I think that works. Okay, now you made a few phone calls to get a few pals in to help you. I did. It's not an unimpressive list you've ended up with. It's pretty, it's pretty stellar, right? Well done. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm sure they were also paid. So yeah, but, but they still had to say yes. Because you are you the exec music producer? I am. Wow. Yeah. It feels like a grown-up job. Did you get your own office on the lot? No, not yet. Mm. Not yet. But I do have I do have a parking spot. Yeah, that's a big deal. What number parking is it? Spot. Do you know? Number? It's not a number. It's just my parking spot every time oh, I go there. What a, what a flex. <laughs> yeah. Let's name some names. Who's being brilliant with you from, from a musical point well, of view? Well, everyone from the from the first film is back. So Anna, the fantastic. Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Um, I, hear, I hear she's very good. She is very good. I am very um, good. If only she were here to ask. James is back. James Corden's mm-hmm. back. Everyone from the original cast, and now we have Ozzy Osbourne, George Clinton, Mary J. Blige, Anderson Pack. Uh, Dirks Bentley sings a song on the song. What about Jamie Dornan? What's Jamie Dornan doing? Jamie's our smooth jazz troll. Oh, my. He's very funny. It's, it's a good. <laughs> all the songs are so good. I mean, they really jump out at you. The kids are going to love this one. I can't wait. My kids saw the trailer last night. They want to they watch it. Can we watch it again? Can we watch it again? Can we watch it again? I mean, they, they may as well have watched the movie. They can't because it's not out. But they, in hours, in flying hours, they've watched the movie. <laughs> they, they've already done it there. And so, um, my favorite character in the film is the half cowboy, half horse. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. Hilarious. yeah, hilarious. Uh, Sam Hickory. Rockwell, Hickory. Yeah, there's something goes on there because that that uh, half cowboy, half horse isn't as a, he's he, yeah, or, he. It seems he's maybe not what he seems, yeah. but um, but branches onto him pretty early on. It's Who came up pizza. with the idea for the six strings and the? Because that is such a it's such a beautiful idea. That's the that's the, the animator. Mo- that's the yeah. animator's movie makers. It's a yeah. t- it's a twelve word story, but you go yeah okay now we're in. This has got at least ninety world class minutes in it. Yeah, they love the the six strings. They love the it, six strings and they love tiny diamonds. It's it, you know <laughs> you're always like you're always thankful for all the jobs that you get to do in this industry um, because you really are playing for a living right but this one is just really special to to have like a positive thing in the world that you're a part of is it's it's pretty awesome you know to be able to give that to my son and see you know how how that can be a positive thing for him is like it's really cool it's so funny because I was watching it with loads of crusty, rusty, dusty old journalists, um, and it's it's for families and it's for children. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we we all really we all really enjoyed it. it no, like, it's, yes. it does leave you. It does. We just got a great idea. We should have a dance floor at, in the theater for the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. an immersive experience is what they yeah. call it, yeah. isn't it? Uh, if you could have pop gets the e string, the top string. If you could have one string off a guitar, Justin, which one one would define you most? I don't. I, don't make me choose. Yeah, I got it. Don't make me choose, Kill man. your babies, baby. Come on. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I mean, I was born in the 80s, so I'm automatically going to be uh, an algorithm of all types of different styles. It was funny because I came to see you once at Wembley. Uh, Wembley why is that Wembley funny? I'll tell I'm you. I'm kidding. No, t- no, 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 it is funny. I'll tell you why. Because I was the tallest person there by about three feet. <laughs> And uh, you came you came out in an extended platform and you mm. looked at me because I was so much taller than everybody else and you, you say, what are you doing? here? I said, I don't know, but I'm having a really good time. He mm. smiled and that was it. That's my Justin mm. Timberlake story. Oh. Do you like it? I do. <laughs> that was some time ago then if it was Wembley. Yeah. It was. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. 
We've heard from three guests already, but there's still more to come. Fantastic magician Dynamo shares tales from his new Sky One show, Beyond Belief. James Martin talks about his new offering, James Martin's Islands to Highlands, on ITV and the accompanying book of the same name. Plus, Sir Tom Hunter discussing his donation to the Sun's Who Cares Wins Appeal. This week, he was so moved by what the Sun are trying to achieve, he wrote out a cheque for £100,000. All that coming up now. Vassos, take it away. Warmth, heart, laughter, tears, tantrums and whopping great fluffy white dresses. The second series of Say Yes to the Dress Lancashire returns on Friday and has it all. Fresh from that DJ set in his kitchen, <laughs> it's super stylist Gokwan. Or not so fresh. <laughs> oh, I like it. I, well, you've got a bit of Thursday morning after the Wednesday night before croak going on there, Gok. Can you hear it? Oh, Is that bad? Yeah. Can you hear it? I, think, I would say you're halfway I to, to say... a full-on Barry White, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> I was DJing last night, and I apologised to you, Chris, about five times going, I'm so sorry, I'm on breakfast radio in the morning, I'm so sorry. But do you know what What? when you're in isolation yeah when you're in isolation and you kind of you've got new rules haven't you so midweek parties in the kitchen is kind of all right i'm thinking i know especially when the because the weather gets you in the mood for a good night in doesn't it when the sun's shining like it is but so so three and and a half hours last night that's a marathon man it's it was a bit you know what i was going to go on i recorded the set (laughs) for for my radio show and I, I, but I was going to go on for an hour and then before I knew it I got so into it I love it so so much as you know Chris yeah we've and, all been you know, there and at the moment and we're all craving our friends mm. and we're craving the kitchen parties and we're craving the new season and the new summer that actually it's kind of all right so three and a half hours dancing around but I can't sit down properly today because I'm old and so my hips and my knees have gone from dancing so much yeah you're older I suppose uh, but um, <laughs> Friday's feeling more like Saturday Thursday's feeling more like Friday and Wednesday is now it's feeling like the gateway to the weekend so uh, no I get it always and this is all always f- as it should be on good authority guys Mark, I have the, I have it here that uh, your night was fueled with vodka, sparkling water, and lime cordial, which is your current drink of choice. Which is my current drink, and actually, a good friend of mine, Richard, who lives way up north, yep. calls it the London drink. It's a London drink. Now, see, so last night we had a couple of the London drinks without the fizzy water. See, now my wife would call that a skinny bitch uh, because she used to have <laughs> vodka, water, and lime cordial, but not sparkling. Well, it's got to be sparkling because you've right. got to make it feel as if it's been pulled from a tap. Okay, and the reason that she. she it's called that. I mean, apparently that is the title, that is the name of this particular drink. It's because it's the least calorific fun drink you can have. That's what That was her claim to fame for a while, anyhow. Well, oh, right, OK. Well, that, that definitely isn't the reason I drink it. It's because it doesn't give me a hangover, but actually I'm proving that <laughs> myth wrong today. So yeah. there you go. OK, because there's a theory about vodka and hangovers, and I've been there many times myself before. Uh, have you had any water this morning? I have. I've drank lots of water. And do you know what? Actually, mm. I'm all right. I, I, I kind of, because I was dancing, because yeah. it was quite a long evening, yeah. I didn't go too crazy. So well, we're fine. We're all good. No, it's a loaded question, because you, you can overhydrate the night after uh, alcohol, because what you need to do is you need to get some electrolytes in you so if you drink too much if you drink a lot of water the morning after a particularly right. um, funky DJ set online um, on uh, on lockdown the night before, it can actually end up being bad for you. There used to be a different theory, which was that when you drink vodka, it crystallises in your tummy, and if you drink too much water the next day, you just get drunk again. But I think that was just somebody oh my God. having Chris, me over. Chris, why are you telling me any of this stuff <laughs> the next day? I don't know. Any of this stuff. I'm all, you, <laughs> Leave Doc, me alone. Dr Chris is always available for you. Right, now, my wife couldn't get enough of your show last night. Uh, say yes to the dress, Lancashire series. Series 2, Episode 9, available on TLC and D-Play, which is Channel 133 on Sky. Uh, right, now, so for people who don't know, what is the basic... The first 10 yeah. minutes sets out the rest of the show. So what happens in the first 10 minutes, for example? So, so the first 10 minutes, so basically, yeah. it's, it's a wedding show. It's a bridal show. Uh-huh. But it's not just about finding your perfect wedding dress, mm-hmm. which, of course, is you know the motivation throughout the entire episode. It, you meet the bride, you meet their entourage, you meet their friends and families, you, you find out about... These people, and it's such a wonderful show. It's kind of a combination between a fashion show, but also a little bit of therapy, a little bit of discovery, yeah. the human story, uh-huh. uh, lots and lots of hearts. It's it's a really really lovely show. Originally in American format, but then we brought it over here, and now we make the, the the Lancashire version. And I have to say, the brides and the people that work in the shop, Ava Rose, and all of the entourage, they're so wonderful and and so down to earth. Actually 
actually it's just a wonderful exploration of the human mind and, and you it, get to meet these these great characters it's interesting isn't it because you you know you get you gaggle uh, of girls you get you gaggle of ladies you get the bride uh, sometimes bridezilla and you know we've all got a bit of bridezilla in us somewhere darling all of us uh, but isn't it funny because you get the alpha females in the gang who aren't necessarily the bride that day and they sort of have to defer to the bride to, to let her pretend to, to be the leader of the pack <laughs> yeah. which is so interesting as a dynamic it really interesting and you know what every single one of the groups is completely different and so we kind of know from the very beginning okay so we've got a, a chief bridesmaid and she wants to be in control and it's whatever she says it goes but actually all of a sudden you'll see the grandmother jump in or yep. the mother jump in <laughs> and so there's this real kind of role reversal it's almost like watching a hundred meter sprint yep. you just don't know who's going to get to that finishing line first yeah and, they and all... it's so wonderful and they all start off too quickly. Go on, Chris. So they, they start off too quickly, don't they? Like, like the hundred uh, meters sprint. It's like go, go. We got, we got all the time. We got more time than you can imagine here. Just calm the bleep down. Gok, <laughs> uh, you're amazing. We love you to death, Gok. Love all of you guys very much, and thank you so much. And enjoy the show on Friday, nine o'clock TLC. We'll do. Uh, say yes to uh, the dress, Lancashire. Uh, Friday, tenth of April, nine p.m. Series two, episode nine. But you can catch up on all the past episodes. TLC and D Play. That's channel one three three on Sky. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Right, special special <laughs> guest time now. Off you go, Vassos. He counts, Brad. Brad Pitt and Justin Bieber among his fans, but a chronic illness three years ago threatened to end his astounding career, turning his darkest days into a big positive with a new three-part series, Beyond Belief. Please welcome the mystifying, the magical, the death-defying Dynamo. Here he is, live and direct with us now on Virgin Radio from the top of the tower. Good morning, Dynamo. Good morning. What an introduction. Thank you. Well, listen, I watched your show last night, Steve. It is absolutely fantastic. I love the mixture of animation and the biography, and then you go around the world doing your, do, doing your street magic. I think it's absolutely fantastic. So you know about being locked down. You know about being laid low, don't you? Yeah, I spent a lot of time, obviously, in hospital myself, and there was a point when I was going through my worst times when I was with my Crohn's disease and the food poisoning that I went through, where the doctors thought I was, was contagious. So they wouldn't allow people to come in or me to go out. So I was literally on my own with just my imagination for a couple of weeks. Back, and this was a couple of years ago. So right now, you know, I can, I'm kind of, uh, kind of doing it again like everybody else in the country. Yeah. And around the world. It's so funny, isn't it? You know, serendipity is, is often something that comes up and taps us on the shoulder just when we need it. And I was watching it last night thinking, this is going to be so helpful to so many people. The, the fact that you, you, you know, you animate your journals from your hospital bed and you said, look, I was thinking about these things. I was thinking about these things. This is what got me through. I turned all these negatives into positives. I, t- I turned all these weaknesses into strengths and now into a TV show. Your TV show was literally born out of your illness. Yeah. When I was first told by my doctors that I might not be able to perform magic again, the thing that I love more than anything. I was initially, obviously, shocked to hear that news. Um, and then, after wallowing in the, you know, the depression of it for a little while, I decided that I wasn't going to be a defeatist and let it hold me back. And I was going to try and use the time in hospital to reevaluate my whole approach to magic. And I thought, well, because of the arthritis I developed, I was unable to perform magic dexterously myself. So I thought, what if I try and put the magic into the audience's hands and then empower other people to experience the magic for themselves firsthand? And a lot of the ideas that I came up with in my hospital bed came from that idea. And you've seen a lot of them in the first episode of the show and throughout the series. So I'm looking forward to people seeing that. To life. It's a fascinating story, and it's so well done. It's, it's so well put together. It's so, it's so well, it's, it's so beautifully created and amazingly produced. And it begins, you know. And let's face it: at the end of the day, for everyone listening, this is another dyna- a brilliant Dynamo Global Street Magic Show. But it it opens with, with um, your your wife's nine 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 phone call to the hospital. Yeah, um, I mean that night when I first got rushed to hospital was one of the most horrendous things I'd ever been through. Um, without going into too much, I know it's early morning, there might be young people watching, but, you know, I was I was definitely in a bad way and it wasn't pleasant at all. Um, so when I had to go to the hospital, um, it was it was horrendous because they couldn't seem to get the pain to subside. They had to put me on the highest dosage of morphine in order 
to even bring the pain down to a level where I was able to just to sit still while the doctors could examine me. And, yeah, I mean, I've had Crohn's layups in the past, but I could tell that this was different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you take us through your medication. We see all, you do these amazing uh, sort of uh, video diary almost to keep yourself going. But, of course, because that footage now exists, it's all in the show. It's, a, it's an amazing piece of telly, uh, the, the half an hour, the, the hour that I saw last night. And um, the kids loved it. They were they were uh, spellbound by it. Um, and then we get onto the magic, of course, and you do go all over the world. You go to Russia and you go to Mexico and different places. Now... On to the Magic Dynamo. We had a big conversation uh, about, about you and about Magic before the show. Now, I have a rule. We have a family rule in our house that when we're watching one of your programmes, right, we watch the trick, yeah. we watch the trick, and we're allowed to try to figure out how the trick's done in real time, but at no point can anybody ever go back and watch it again and again to figure out, because that's against the rules. Do you agree or not? I mean... Obviously, with Sky Plus and being able to rewind and pause live TV, yes. and I think everybody's going to do that. Yeah. Um, but I hope my skills stand up to the test, you know. So I'm, you know, I want people to watch it as much as possible. So I don't mind if they rewatch it and rewatch it. Don't tell um, the kids that. Yeah, don't but... tell Vassas that either, because he was rewatching and rewinding. <laughs> it's like going back to an argument you have with your wife and being able to say exactly the right, perfect things at the right time to win the argument. <laughs> <laughs> when you watch other people's magic, do you play the same game? Do you, do you? I mean, for you, you must be able to to speak the language of other people's magic as well. Do you, do you know how everything's done, or do you watch some other illusionist and you go, "Oh, that, now that's good," and it takes you a while to figure it out? Is there anything that's sort of that's that's bamboozled you permanently? I mean, some of the things performed by the greats like Penn and Teller and David Copperfield over the years have absolutely blown my mind, and I love magic. Just like you guys, I watch it in the same way and I try not to watch it with the magician's head on. Yep. I try to watch it and just enjoy it um, because I think, you know, it's more than just the magic piece of, that they're performing themselves. It's also everything that goes into it, the music that sets the tone, the performance, the physicality. You know, it is like watching art, in my opinion, and that's the way I kind of approach it and that's the way I try and watch it from that perspective. All right, well, Dynamo, it's great to talk to you. I'm so glad you're well. Uh, how are you nowadays? I obviously was uh, struck down by COVID. I think my case was, you know, it was possibly a mild case, but it got quite severe because of my existing conditions, yeah. which were obviously exacerbated throughout the whole course. Um, last couple of weeks, I spent a lot of time, you know, in bed. I've been self-isolating, following all of the rules. And now I'm definitely feeling in much better spirits. Um, I'm still a little bit quirky, so I apologise for my husky voice no, right now. fine, mate. Don't um, worry about that. But, um, but, yeah, I'm doing good. And I think, you know, I think everybody um, right now, you know, is going through it. And I think, you know, if anything, it just, in some ways, it shows us that we shouldn't take things for granted and we should make the most of, you know, yeah. most of our moments that we go through and, and most of our family. And I hope everyone's taking this time as well as, you know, like, you know, taking care of themselves, but trying to be positive and use this time wisely. Yeah, and your, your new programme is a lesson in that. It really is fantastic. It's, it's probably the best thing I've seen you do. Well done, uh, Steve. Thanks so much for being oh, on the show. Thank you. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Whether you're an accomplished chef or a comfort cook, our next guest has your back. His new book and ITV show, Islands to Highlands, has everything from fancy to fried fish and relaxed to regal puds. Impress your friends and your taste buds with the marvellous James Martin. Good morning, James. How are you doing, fellow? Very yeah. well. How are you today? Very good, thank you. Yeah, very busy. Keeping busy, which yeah. is good. How busy, um, how busy can your lockdown be? What can you still get up to, James? Uh, currently made up to... I've uh, currently made a thousand bags of pasta... Um, and um, yeah, c continuing to make another hundred kilos today. So, so yeah, quite busy. Okay, that, so, that, that is pretty busy, and uh, pasta very good for us during lockdown, of course. Yeah, well, it was the first thing that ran out, ran out in the supermarket, wasn't it? That and toilet roll. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, what can I do? Chefs are notorious for, for changing, adapting, and bits and pieces. What can I do to help? people around me and uh, and the people around the village because uh, well, you've been here it's not the easiest place to get to no, a supermarket really so uh, i grabbed the pasta machine from the restaurant before it closed to grab a load of flour and eggs and and semolina flour and set about making pasta for the village good and, for um, you 
That's what I'm doing. Just the thought of your past is making me hungry. Mm. My tummy's actually rumbling now. If I turn down Dire Straits, you'd be able to hear it. Uh, <laughs> James, I saw I saw today's episode last night of Islands to Highlands. It's really good, mate. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's it, we a great team that make it as well. Uh, we've been together for a while now, but uh, it follows on from the last series, and it's it, it, I mean, it's just perfect for now, and it, that escapism, really, and and just shows you how great this, this country of ours is. Oh, you and, forget, don't you? And travelling... What we, what I did from from you know the Isles of Scilly, absolutely beautiful. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's no, only about twenty miles off the coast of Cornwall. The beaches are like the Caribbean, amazing. Um, and then sort of working your way up north, it just shows you how how spectacular it is through Wales and into Ireland. And yeah, it's, it's a, it was a great trip. Right, seriously, two o'clock today, episode three. Uh, five episodes this week. Uh, five golden one hours. And you do, you do seem to be blessed with the weather, young Mister Martin. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, it's funny enough, it only rained once on the entire trip, oh, and that was, in, that was in the Lake District, <laughs> right. uh, which is surprising. Uh, but even when we got to, to Shetland, uh, and Shetland is where I end the show for the, for the last two shows up in Shetland in four weeks' time, um, wait till you see Shetland. I mean, just unbelievable. Really? And then when you get into the Cairngorms and the, the Highlands of Scotland, and you see that in all its splendour and... Oh, it's absolutely stunning. I know. Stunning, the, stunning the, weather. The, the weather helps. The colours, the colours, especially like you say on a beautiful sunny day. So you're in Devon today and you've gone mushroom crazy. Mushroom crazy, yeah. Uh, with these guys that, that set up a business in... Uh, it, it, well, it is, it, is a, it is a converted bungalow. Um, and, and you walk into the bungalow and where the lounge used to be, that's, that's one growing room. And then where the kitchen used to be, that's another growing room. But you'll see it. it it's, it's an amazing setup that they've got. Um, and then venture from there to, to an amazing hotel, a 1940s Art Deco hotel that's on an island you can only access via tractor with the help of uh, a brilliant chef, a guy called Simon Holston. If you've ever down, been down to Torquay, uh, he runs a restaurant called The Elephant, um, an amazing Michelin star chef. And, um, and so they sort of join me on my trip and using their expertise and their knowledge of the local area and visiting, you know, sending off them to somewhere new as well. Uh, that's the whole idea of it. And then leapfrogging from county to county as we venture up from an island all the way up to the highlands. Yeah. So you pick a lovely spot, gorgeous backdrop, see in the background, and uh, you're on this sort of uh, sort of craggy, uh, gnarly uh, hilltop. It's beautiful. And uh, <laughs> he gets his trestle table out, he fires up the barbie, and we've got pickled <laughs> mushrooms, we've got mushroom ketchup, and we've got uh, pan-fried mushrooms. Steak. Steaks. Yeah, it's, it's mushrooms different ways, really, but um, steak fundamentally... Uh, with a variety of different mushrooms, different ways, and, and <coughs> everything you see is cooked in real time. Uh, as in, we don't. Uh, I, there isn't another. There isn't another dish. There's no. There's no second take. Everything's done in one take. Uh, mistakes and all. Um, and and I've I, I liked that style of cooking. I've always. Uh, I fell in love with Keith Floyd watching him as a young kid. So you know, it's not really emulating because there's only one Keith Floyd. But to, to follow that sort of technique and to and to show food at its honest state and. And just cooking on a barbecue. There's no gas barbecue. It's, you know, yesterday was a disposable uh, petrol station barbecue, you know, just cooked on a bit of tin. And you still manage to do duck and hoisin sauce by the side of a cliff edge. And I love the fact that, you know, when you go to see the guys um, at the mushroom farm, you're really into it, you know. And, I lo you know, you're so good with people. You're doing more and more of that as well, you know. Um, I'm, I'm fanboying here a bit, but I'm just dead impressed with your shows, James. So congratulations. Look, you have to, you know, at the end of the day, the, these people need all the support they can possibly get before this, during it, and now after this. Um, you know, and that's, that's from the, the suppliers to the producers to, to the chefs, you know, I've said all along as a, as, a, as a young farmer when I was a young kid growing up, to fully understand food, to genuinely fully understand food, you've got to f understand how difficult it is to produce. We became a nation of just grabbing it whenever we want. Accessibility became very, very easy, going to the supermarket and picking up whatever we want. But to fully understand food and to fully respect it and the people who make it, you've got to try and grow it yourself until then you'll realize that it's not easy to grow carrots it's not easy to grow lettuce it's not easy to grow mushrooms it's not you know these things are not easy so you know that's where i come from that ethos of great ingredients supporting the people who make it and then the end product 
you know, hopefully cooking it for people to enjoy. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. In 2018, she won Best Nurse at the Sun's Who Cares Wins Award after walking three hours to work through a snowstorm. (laughs) Right now, this superwoman is on the front line at Lincoln County Hospital and taking time out from another long shift to talk to us. Please welcome the remarkable Kat Mayer. Good morning, Kat. Good morning, Chris. How Love, are you? I'm very well. Uh, lovely to talk to you again. How are things? Pray tell us. Um, things are okay. It could be better. Um, I think um, we've done a tremendous amount of work at ULHT getting prepared for what's going to be probably a really challenging next 10 days at our trust. Um, but we're all working together, working really hard. Um, but things are okay. We're doing okay. You're doing more than okay. You're doing brilliantly. Um, and do you, do you sense the challenge uh, heightening? Um, it has definitely over the weekend. Um, I've changed my ward from a normal working ward to a, a COVID-positive cohort ward. Um, so things are changing daily, um, but we are really supported here, um, kept in the loop, and you know we're we're working hard to to make sure our patients are safe still. Now there was talk over the weekend in some places, not in all places, uh, of admissions levelling off, um, increasing uh, the further north you would go because there is a lag, I suppose, from central uh, Britain, from London, uh, of course. W- what are you seeing where you are? Um, probably the same as everybody else. Uh, like I said, we're in the sort of preparing stage for worst-case scenario. Right. Um, so, you know, um, we've discharged our patients who can go home as quickly as we can, and we're retraining staff to make sure they've got the right skills. We're making sure we've got good bed capacity. Um, but more importantly, um, we're making sure that our staff aren't burning out. We're supporting them. We're, we're doing lots of things around well-being, which li- obviously links in with what the Sun and NHS charities together are doing. Okay, so w- when you say you, you're trying to make sure that your colleagues and yourself uh, don't burn out, is that is that because wait, when you sort of, you know, when you're at the front, if you like, you just keep on going? Do you, do you have to be told to, to, to just go home almost? Um, yeah, I think my team and the team at the Trust are really resilient and obviously we, you know, you don't want to go home not thinking you've done enough and it's really very tiring wearing the, the full PPE and having to change sort of, um, sort of every half an hour, you're having to change in between patients, it's hot, you're washing your hands constantly so it's about making sure that our staff are hydrated, they're getting breaks, they're getting time to almost debrief in between patients if they've had a particularly difficult patient and that's something we're really good at here is supporting each other and I think across the NHS that's that's what we need and you know we often speak about our our we know we have a family at home but our second family is our work family and that really is you know coming through now let's talk about uh, your home life because because you are doing all you can at home to reduce the risk for everybody both both back at home and then when you come to work so what are you doing so at home it's really it that's probably one of the difficult things for me is I feel a little bit invisible because I come home straight in the shower. I've hardly seen my son. I'm going to get upset. Hardly seen my son. Um, you know, he's at home off school. My husband's working from home. So it's, it's about, you know, me being away from them almost, even though I'm at home. I'm in the spare room and we don't sit down as a family anymore because, you know, I'm terrified along with all the other NHS and carers and frontline staff, you know, bringing it home and potentially passing it on mm. to your family it's it's a it's a worry now for you to get or even begin to get upset is is just is um evidence of how traumatic this is because you're a yeah. tough cat cat you're a toughie <laughs> I, i've met you you're, you're you're as tough as old boots and to hear you cracking up like that is yeah. something is really something yeah i think i my sister she is lives across the road from me and she oh God, i'm gonna cry she or she is a community nurse and when we when you know we do the clap on a Thursday night, I, I get to see her and we shout across the road, and it's it's so hard not seeing her because she is, you know, we are both each other's strength, and we're ringing each other daily and FaceTiming, but it, it's not the, it's not the same, you know. I'm a tactile person. I'm I'm definitely missing hugs. That's you know, people are off self-isolating but they're still getting to hug hug their loved ones whereas as a nurse a doctor any healthcare professional we're we're terrified of doing that because we just we don't want to pass it on and it's 
it's heartbreaking and that's why we need the public to stay at home we need them to not be going out because the longer they keep going out the less time we get with our families and yeah. you know you know we'll just keep going as long as we can but we we can't afford to break the nhs and we can't afford to break our staff so everything is about you know being positive and keeping our staff safe as well. Right, now the Sun.co.uk slash Who Cares Wins Appeal um, is out there now. Uh, they kicked off uh, with this appeal. Uh, they want to raise a million pounds for the NHS workers. Yep. Uh, they've teamed up with NHS charities together in the, the COVID-19 appeal to ensure the money gets to exactly who needs it. The Sun is donating £50,000 straight off the bat there. Um, would you uh, Do you have a message for everybody listening to the show now and also for everybody uh, who's listening to the show to tell everyone else who's not listening to the show? My message is... is Please stay at home first and foremost, limit where you're going, um, be polite and courteous to people. We need to be supportive in the communities and I think we've seen that. Um, we've had lots of lovely, generous things donated to the Trust, which is brilliant and that boosts morale. But more importantly, we, you know, we, want, to, we want this to end. So for my nurses and my nursing team here at ULHT, keep doing what you're doing, keep smiling, we're all in this together. Um, you know, we have, we have, we, I don't know if you've heard of this, but we all have a wobble room. <laughs> no, I so, didn't know. I'm not. Please tell us about oh, the wobble room. Come so on. a wobble room is, um, actually, we're still trying to find where we're going to do this. So it's, it's, it's not uncommon for nurses to have a little cry in the sluice or yeah. somewhere, but it's going to be a designated area called the wobble room where you can go scream, shout, cry, laugh sit and have a you know a little break and a little debrief so you know we're all trying to collect things to make these wobble rooms unique and beneficial for staff so it, i think as nurses and health professionals we just need to be open and honest with each other don't bottle things up we're not superheroes as everyone's saying we are human at the end of the day yeah. and we, we will get we will get through this but we you know i think as a nation we need to stick together and that's it's clear that's what we are trying to do well, Kat, I, I can't, and I know millions of other people can't imagine what it's like to do what you do for a living mm. on most days, but especially now. And thank you from the bottom of our hearts. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Vassas, who are we talking to live next? This Scottish superstar redefines the dictionary definition of generous. Over the years, he's been a shining light our charity auctions and he's about to step up to the plate for the sun's who cares wins appeal please welcome the truly tremendous sir tom hunter good morning tom morning chris and team welcome how are you today we're all good thank you how are you guys oh we're fantastic now i know you're in scotland um yep. you're isolating up there uh, how is your sunshine uh, compared to ours south of the border are we sharing the same kind of rays my friend no, it's a bit dreech up here, <laughs> Chris, really, I'm afraid. Is it really? OK, <laughs> well, we have a good authority from a fellow Scott Kirsten with Cave, live from Sky News. You're going to guess a bit later. Excellent. All we'll right. look forward to that. OK, listen, uh, thank you for your donation to The Sun's uh, Who Cares Wins Appeal for NHS Charities Together uh, for your £100,000. Now, you have previous with this. Um, you have a pretty big piggy bank, but nevertheless, thank you so much. Um, what moved you uh, with this particular cause? I believe it was earlier on this week. Yes, yeah, so a week ago today, Chris, um, I was texting back and forward with my nephew, who's a heart surgeon at St Bart's in London, and um, we're just sitting down, marrying myself and Amy to our tea at night. And um, Martin said, right, I've got to go because I'm on shift. And he sent me through a picture of him and his scrubs and his mask. And, and to be honest, I kind of, it, it kind of got to me and I kind of lost it then because I thought, as I sit here with my steak and chips and a nice glass of wine, Martin's going into, I, I can only describe it as the front line. And then when we listened to you and you had that wonderful nurse cat on Correct. and you highlighted the Suns campaign, um, who cares wins? Um, and I just thought, goodness me, what would you give? What would you give if you were in intensive care right now? I mean, it's just incredible. And the people who work in intensive care give every single day, every single day. Yeah, and it is it is the kind of service, um, you know, the kind of vocation that, that money can't buy. It can only be born, really, can't it? Yeah. So we we um, spoke to the to the team at the Sun because I was I was interested in two things. I was interested if we gave a pound, does the pound get there? And the answer was absolutely yeah, yes. I agree with that. 
And then I was interested, how quickly does it get there? And does it get to the folks on the front lines? Yeah. Does it get to them? And um, I was told absolutely 100% it's used for care packages, wobble rooms. I mean, wobble rooms was a new one in me, but yeah. I understand. And all I'm, all I'm saying this morning is my money, our money, is there this morning. Please, please use it. Absolutely. It's there this morning. Get it. And once that runs out, we'll get some more. Yeah, and it's so important, Tom, what you say. And, you know, we've worked together in the past on this kind of thing. And it is about checking out, you know, does a pound mean a pound? Uh, can, yeah. a, can a pound mean two pounds? That can often be the case, can't it? Can we, can we, can we multiply it? Um, yeah. But then, you know, how, how does it get spent? Where does it get spent? And how quickly does it get spent? And how effective will it be? And that's the deal. And uh, as I read out just before the news there, uh, these pounds coming in are going straight out again, straight out again to things that are making a difference today on the front line. And that is what we want. Uh, now, Tom... Um, we did have a little chat uh, also earlier on in the week about something else. Should we leave that for a bit, or, or do you want to talk about that now? I think we should leave that for a little bit, Chris. I mean, I, I just think at the present time, yeah. and this is what's exciting for me, is the UK, Great Britain, is resetting. We now know what is important to us, and we now know who is important to us. You know, the... The, the NHS, I heard you say it earlier, was kind of invisible unless you had to use it. And it kind of happened and you kind of thought it was great, but we didn't know how great it was. Yeah. And the care home workers, the bus drivers, the shelf stackers, the cleaners, you know, yeah. that's what matters now. And I, I, I just want to tell you a little quick story about a good pal of mine, a good pal of yours, the other Chris Evans, the mad Welsh wizard. <laughs> the professor, professor, yeah. So Christopher Evans, yeah. he's... We had a little problem getting PPE into a hospital. So I thought, right, this isn't my world. Who will I phone? So I phoned the mad Welsh wizard. And by Friday night, we had PPE get into a hospital. And he's working almost 24 hours a day getting equipment moving in and out. So I really think, and I really hope it lasts. I think we know what's important who's important now and it's exciting and we will get through this and all I can say is if you can and if you can give a pound five quid today because the folks in the front they really appreciate it well done Tom well said and that, that again you know lovely sentiment there we're, we're discovering and we should have already known you know it's to our shame um you know and if we, it's, it's not a time for apportioning blame, but the finger would be coming, or the fingers would be coming straight back at each and every, well, almost each and every one of us. You know, yeah. we could, we've forgotten what matters, we've forgotten who matters, and you know, I love that anagram of who. It's how, you know, so it's what who and how can we help them how can we remember them and one of the advantages about the lockdown going on for longer is that hopefully this memory will go deeper and will stay with us forever. Yeah, that's it, Chris, and. I can re-emphasise our money sitting there this morning. Please take it. Please use it. And when that runs out, we'll get some more. Well done, pal. Thank you so much. So Tom Hunter, uh, once again, stepping up to the plate, as is his want. He's made it his mission in life. Uh, life's been good to him. And now he wants to be, well, give as much back as he possibly can. And he does it time and time and time and time again. The uk slash who cares wins appeal. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Thank you so much for listening to this, the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show. Don't forget you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast. And you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky. Sky.